You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. It's Dr. Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? (laughs) I have no idea how I'm going to help our guest today. She has everything. (laughs) Except an Eagles victory. Oh, don't, no, don't depress me. I know. We're just starting off. uh, Just watch the Eagles game. We're both in our Eagles green. Mm-hmm. Even though you can tell from her accent, she's not from Philadelphia. <laughs> You're Philadelphia by proxy. I am. I married Philadelphia. You married Philadelphia. But you really got into it, though. You got yes. into being a Philadelphian. I did. Um, well, you have to, because if you're married to a Philadelphian, that's it. It comes in the small print and the vows and everything. And uh, um, I eat Philly cheese, not steaks, <laughs> steaks. They're called Philly cheesesteaks every weekend, pretty much. It shows. You do? Uh, well, we have to. He, uh, how about Scrapple? Have you ever gone Scrapple? Um, is that like word with friends? No, it's <laughs> Scrapple is a breakfast meat. I cannot believe Ned has not turned you on to Scrapple. Well, I'm a vegetarian, so if it's Oh, that's why. Yeah, maybe. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I don't trust any of the word crap sitting right in the middle of the word. <laughs> it's one vowel away from scrap pile. That's what it is. It's after you after you make the sausage, they clean up uh, the no, floor. La, 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 la. No, and, no, and, and <laughs> no, no, don't go on. They put it in a pile and Philadelphians put ketchup on it. Get away. There you go. That's It's called Scrapple. Hey, listen, England has some pretty bad breakfast meats themselves. Oh, right? don't. Blood pudding. Yes. Yeah, I'm not into that No, no, no. And, and haggis. Ha- uh, right. So no. don't judge me with the Scrapple you're, you're over right. here. I'm sorry. Okay. I take it back. I take yeah, it back. Haggis is just awful. Uh, Karen Dotrice, you were, you were raised Karen Dotrice. I uh, still am. I and mean, you're still Karen Go- Dotrice. I have and to be. And I'll, I'll give your credits in a minute, but you're an old friend. As a matter of fact, you were married in Philadelphia. I was. I was there, and it's a very famous wedding because during your engagement party, oh, yeah. the OJ chase. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was upset I was getting married. What, what, is that what it was? So I he, don't know. I'm getting in the Bronco. Karen's <laughs> getting married to that, that creep Ned Nall from Philadelphia. <laughs> I will never forget that engagement party. Or but, but that's what it, No, it wasn't engagement. It was a... Rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner yes, at yes. the Sinclair Estate. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty impressive. A very beautiful place. Yes, but, my uh, mother-in-law luckily, l- that. Luckily, they had a TV because yeah, well, yeah. we were all watching the TV. <laughs> Everyone know. left the room. You terrible. were in there alone. I know. <laughs> I felt so stupid. There I was, you know. They, my husband had invited 450 people to this wedding. I think I knew about five of them. <laughs> well, because he'd been a bachelor for so long, you know. Yeah. Everybody was so delighted to get rid of him. Th- um, did he invite any of his ex-girlfriends? He probably wouldn't do that. That's, uh, that's he wouldn't not have told me. style. He, he wouldn't have told me anyway. I'm sure they were all there. All the ones with the big boobs were probably his. <laughs> so who, were, who were then pregnant and... That's why they had the big boobs. Pregnant from other people. Uh, yeah, please yeah. clarify that. Was, he, was, he was one of the last to go, right? He was a late, kind of a late bachelor, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was on the end of the runway and being pushed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and but it was a beautiful wedding. I remember it. So Karen mm-hmm. uh, grew up in England, as you can tell. Yes. Uh, from the accent. <laughs> Do you ever uh, lose some of it? Uh, some of the accent oh from i thought you meant my here. temper because yeah i've got three kids i lose my temper <laughs> but um the accent no no it's it's you know died in the wool i can't do that my mother would have killed me really mm-hmm. I, well my mother would be very happy if i lost my philly accent <laughs> we all would <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky ned doesn't have one no no he's well, worked on that since birth i know because he was sort of mainline and they're all a right. little you know they don't say water they uh they water look, water is how it's said Oh, is it? They say wooder. Wooder. Yeah, like the W. Like there's a block of wood will come your way. Wooder. 
Yeah, Wooder. So Wooder. yeah, Ned. He it's grew not up attractive. He grew up like he's got a family crest. Yes. And they're from the Mayflower. On his arms, actually, it's tattooed. <laughs> yes. It's now that I haven't seen. No. Thank yet. you for that information. It's worth the podcast just to hear that Ned <laughs> Nall has a tattoo on his ass of yes. his family crest. Uh huh. Yeah, he comes from like the you know. He's the other side of the tracks. You know, he only grew up a few miles from me, but he, right. I never talked to him when we were kids. No, no, he wouldn't have talked to you probably <laughs> as a child. It's only because you became very su- successful. Yeah, that's the only love reason. master and everything. <laughs> and then, of course, he would include you. He saw me, actually, he always reminds me, he saw me at my debut at the biggest arena I ever played, at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, where the Flyers and Sixers played. I did a show there, and that's where I met him. Seriously? I don't know if you knew that, 1986. No way. Before I even moved out there. Huh. Yeah, we were introduced. I was working for a network called Prism, and they introduced us. Ned was with Universal at the time, and right. he was de- had deals with them. They said, oh, you should meet this guy if he's from Philadelphia, and he happened to be in town. Aww. And uh, and we met, and the, the rest is history. It and certainly is. And now, you know, the whole full circle, and here we are. We just watched the Eagles. We did. I'm so depressed. You want another tissue? Because yeah. I have another box. I, I didn't cry over this one. No, you screamed a hell of a lot, though. <laughs> God, I've got to write apology letters to the neighbors. That's so embarrassing. No, did I really? You did. You were very, very loud. I don't know that I am. I have Asperger's. Oh. <laughs> Just found this out. <laughs> it's my excuse for everything now. Yeah, it kind of is turning into that, isn't it? Oh, no. Really? I was well, that loud? A bit noisy. Yes, I, I left the room a few times. <gasps> I pretended I was packing to go away, but I wasn't, actually. It was, was And was only me? Well, yeah, you you're the only one I could really hear because you were very, very, very Oh, my God. Emotional. See, n- this is fantastic that I'm getting these interventions. I, well, need, yeah. I need to hear this. I th- yeah, you, well, you, yeah, everybody heard it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did the neighbors call? No, 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 they couldn't. You, you burst their eardrums. But, um, Do you think, though, that your family, who's used to the Ned Nall style and even your probably English style, do mm. you think they were sort of happy to have an influx of energy that I brought with my son? Although he was, he was kind of low-key today. Watching that, that, a game. That's low-key? Justin was low-key? That was very low-key for him, yeah. Really? Because I thought he was shadowing you pretty finely. No, no, no. One year, at the beginning of the year, first play of mm. the season, two years ago, he celebrated so much he took me out for the year. My knee, he took out my <laughs> knee. Really? I was on the des- <laughs> I, was, I was on the DL first game of the season. Aguilar no had a big touchdown. He tackled me, uh, but he I didn't see him coming. <laughs> he blindsided me on his celebration. But we that's actually Are a you t- gonna blame that in your Asperger's? No, too? we that he, maybe he has it. <laughs> maybe he has it. He's the one that tackled me. I was so upset too. I was down. I had to ice my knee and everything. Oh, it was oh terrible. God. Yeah, we have we put a lot of passion into this. Yeah, yeah, I'm noticing that. This is the other side of the tracks, people. You grew up. Yeah. You, you grew up probably. Now your dad was also an actor. Yes, Roy Dotrice. Roy Dotrice and yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones, all of those sort of things. I didn't know he was in Game of Thrones. Yes, he I've was. never seen Game of Thrones. Well, I wasn't allowed to see it either because there was a lot of like nude things and and and. A lot of what? Nude, nude people and and you know sexual activity and stuff that isn't a good thing for people to look at. Probably if well, you're well English. Okay, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so you, mm. a grown woman, well, yes. you're saying that you wouldn't watch Game of Thrones because of the nudity? Well, I, yes. I'm never going to talk about porn. I'm never no, 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 no. <laughs> don't do that. One of the things I really enjoy about this podcast and podcasting period is we just mm. had a technical difficulty. <laughs> Uh, that it went out. Yes. Okay. In the middle. Who knows where we ended, by the way? But I'm not <laughs> going to edit it. 
No, okay, good. It'll but, just yeah. be edited. That this Natural. will just uh, right a continuation. Exactly. They're going to go. What was that? Exactly. I don't even know when it ended. Where did they go? Was it an earthquake? They'll say. What were we talking about? Scrap or me being loud? I hope the <laughs> me being loud was cut out. <laughs> Wait, no, we were talking about nudity. Nudity, yes. yes. You're not a nudity person. Well, no, no, I am. I am. I love. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, we were talking about my dad in Game of Thrones. Oh right. And why I didn't watch it because I thought, you know, I don't want to see all that. It's not nice. Um, yeah, my dad. Nudity, not even pornography. You or you wouldn't watch because of that. It's I, my wow. father nude. Would you? Oh, watch? he was nude. Well, I think so. I don't know. I didn't watch. I don't think they put an eighty-year-old man nude. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I they went. I don't think they no, did. That wouldn't be good, would it? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'll get back to you. Would let, you? you know, I'll watch some old episodes. So I yes, have to catch up anyway. Old. I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. I hear it's a huge sensation. Do you think it'll do well? It'll do well. Yeah. It's already done well. Oh, it's it past tense. The oh, Game good. of Thrones. It's yeah. like one of the biggest shows in the history of television. Oh, bravo, daddy. And he was on it. Yeah, bravo, daddy. Mm. So he was on and let's hopefully he wasn't nude. I don't want to seem nude either. No, <laughs> don't, darling, don't. don't. <laughs> Burn your eyeballs. <laughs> so so uh, you grew up, obviously, if you're not watching nude people now as an adult, you must right. have grown up in a very conservative household. No, I didn't. They were all kind of like hippies and things. I mean, my... The the strange thing was my mum had short hair and my dad had very long hair. It was it was they were sort of well it was like the sixties seventies and it was very embarrassing. They were very flamboyant and all of that. I think I was the one with the kind of stick up my bum. Oh, sort of so you became that? Yes. So yeah, it's odd because actually what I do know about them, I saw them in a documentary about the place they lived. Oh, that's right. Have you the seen Highland that the Gardens. Highland Gardens? No, you you mentioned that. I've not seen it. I'm going to really. Look it up. Yeah. Your daughter wasn't even aware of it. I told her about it the other day. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I love that I know more about your family than you do. Yes, I know. You're I've so seen them nude. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm very inquisitive. That's part of what I. That's part that's of why my. You have a radio show because you're full of knowledge. Probably, or or I'm full of inquisitive. I'm a very curious person. It <laughs> makes me who shit. I am. I don't know. I don't know what Whatever it is. Well, it depends what you fill in if it's full of shit. Because my inquisitiveness has nothing to do with being full of shit. I'm trying to find out this information. Um, I will tell you, though, it was a really cool documentary. So they really av were avant-garde, even though very. even though he was close to being like a sir, right? He yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. He, was he wasn't never knighted. No, he wasn't, but he was a, a order of the British Empire. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And he was this you know, regal act Shakespearean actor Shakespearean very nude. well known Shakespearean <laughs> they're always nude in Shakespeare <laughs> so uh, I saw this documentary about this little um, area of apartment building it's mm -hmm. an apartment in Hollywood and it was about that right. and they were heavily featured in it oh god they I've got to check it they out. spent a lot of time in that apartment they did for they many did. years like 30 years 30 it looked years. like you're right and there are other people that they featured. There was crimes going on, but they stayed there all throughout the 80s and 90s, yes. all the way till the end. And they and there they were in the documentary. I can't oh, believe you haven't seen no, it. I haven't. I, the only thing I know about that apartment building is that Janice Joplin mm -hmm. died in that building. Exactly. Um, and apparently her ghost is still there or something. Right. So. And they lived through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. she sings late at night. She's loud too, by the way. <laughs> so I'm not the only loud one. <laughs> Janice Joplin yeah, is very but she's loud. She's audible. <laughs> Oh, thanks, a pant load. <laughs> I am. You don't even know the guilt I have. Now, that's one thing I have in, in common with your husband. Right. I feel very guilty about things. Are I you will Jewish? I will take this for probably five years. Really? To get over it? Yeah. I probably will never watch another game with you. Okay, good. So. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> You're supposed to absolve me of the guilt oh, and say, I'm sorry, "Oh sorry. no, Craig, no, oh, no, no, darling, no, come you back." Were wonderful, please. No, no, no. I can tell. No. I can tell you're wounded from this. 
Well, if you a left the scarred. room, if, it wasn't a wound. It was you, a scar. If you, oh, it's already scarred. Yes, yeah, well, I've healed it's, a bit. It's only been twenty minutes. You can't <laughs> scar. It's, oh, it's still a healthy wound. Okay, okay. It's just the way I watch these games. I get yeah. very passionate. You do. You clap a lot too. Oh, really? A lot I, of clapping. I love. See, I don't notice it with the Aspergers. <laughs> I don't notice how loud I'm clapping. Yeah, really loudly. I feel like I am Sam at this point. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I, I, uh, you just did a snort laugh. I yeah, love I, that. Well, I'm sorry. I was trying to take it back, but it was Have too you been late. known for a snort laugh in no, your no, life? No, no, no. You brought that out in me. I brought out a snort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who snorts, and it's so funny. When you try not to snort laugh yeah. and you hold it in, it gets worse. Yeah, it, it probably does terrible like, things to like the sinus. He, yeah, he holds it in. I'll go, come on, do it, do it. Do it. Yeah. Go, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and <laughs> yeah, you just said it's a he, which makes me feel terribly feminine. Thank you. <laughs> That's lovely. No, there's Super. there are plenty of there are plenty of snort laughers that are females as well. Do we have to say snort laughter? Don't uh, I love the term snort laughter. I I, I don't. I, listen, I'm the guest. <laughs> well, good. We're even now. Okay. <laughs> I'm loud and you're a snorter. <laughs> so yeah, we're really off to a okay. good start. Yeah, this is lovely. So you started in show business mm. at a very early age. I did. Was Mary Poppins your first film? No, no, you no. You had done one before that. Yeah, yeah. I started in in. Um, uh, on stage with my dad and my godfather, Charles Lawton, when I was four. <gasps> That's your godfather? Yeah, no yeah. one knows who he is, but I do. No, I know you do. Um, well, Google him. Hunchback of Notre Dame and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. He um, was a huge actor. Huge star back in the day and uh, with a great voice. Um, yeah, did you know all those cats, like uh, Laurence Olivier and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, of course. They were all over at your house? All over at the house, yeah. Pounding down alcohol, I'm sure. Oh, God, I know, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, God. Oh, yeah, that was scary. How about, like, Richard Burton? Was he part of that? Yeah, they were all there. Peter O'Toole, oh um, Olivier, everybody. They were all over at what my a mom's crazy, What a crazy background you have. You're, you're <laughs> observing this? These yes. are the greatest actors of their time. They didn't look it from the top of the balcony when I was <laughs> watching them when they finished, you know, like several bottles of scotch. They didn't oh look my like God. the greatest actors. I would have done. I love Peter O'Toole. Oh, my favorite human being. I loved him. Speaking he of my favorite, you see, my favorite year is one of my of favorite course. all-time Brilliant. underrated movies. Of all time. Do you think it was underrated? Oh, my God. No one ever talks about it. That's a shame. I still do. I remember I used to do an impression. Oh, Stone, take me to this place you call Brooklyn and we'll dine with Belly Kairoka. That is brilliant. Really? That was really good. Well, I... That was a great, great Peter impersonation. Rookie Kairoka, 15th round Madison Square Garden. Ah! Took one on the <laughs> so I'm seriously impressed. All right, folks, look up the movie now and oh. see if I sounded like Peter O'Toole. He so did. What That's an obscure amazing. impression to pull out. Never did I think in my whole career from <laughs> 20 years ago on that I would ever think I'd pull a Peter O'Toole impression. Literally one person listening and that's you in the headphones knows <laughs> who I just did. That was quite perfect. I mean, he was an old mate of the family. I know you uh, very, very well. I love that. Uh, I love that you said mate, by the way, because there are different terms that you use in England that are they don't match here. No, I know you're right. It's uh, a shame. Uh, fag. That's yes, one. You wouldn't right? pull that one straight out your hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cigarette. That's true. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Fanny. Is you, Fanny is yes. a, a vagina. Yes, or 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 a bottom. Well, over here it's a bottom. Yes. Over there it's over a, there it's the front. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's the mini the mini ass <laughs> in the front. Okay. Right. And then there are a few words that uh, I actually enjoy some English and some I don't. 
Mm. Some some customs I don't. Am like I one of the ones you don't enjoy? No, the custom of invading other countries. Not real fan of that. Yeah, no. You guys like try to take over a lot of places uh, well, through the years. You're doing a very good job of copying our lead then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. We escaped you to copy your behavior. Well, that's it. Exactly. You just The answer is just get a flag and then you can go anywhere and plonk it somewhere you, you just, feel like. Yeah, people mm. have that ego trip going. I'm mm-hmm. going to plunk my flag here. And they have to know... Like when they went to Africa, do they think that like they're assimilating with the crowd? You no, know? don't. Everyone. You know I'm kn- going to Africa tomorrow. Exactly. That's what was my segue was about that. Oh, you're sorry, packing okay. up for se- you're packing up for Africa right now as I we am? speak. Thank God you are, because we ran out of batteries. And you go, <laughs> oh, I have some. <laughs> and you just pull out like 1,900 batteries. I did. It was fantastic. You were like MacGyver. You <laughs> solved the day. <laughs> I thought that we were, that was the end of the podcast. Yeah. It was actually right when you were telling me I was loud. And it was almost perfect timing, but now we're back on because you supplied me my three AA batteries from my little machine here. Well, I've I've taken a lot of things. You know, where I'm going, um, I'm going to northern Kenya to a place called Turkana, and there's no electricity, and come 6 o'clock at night, you know, we're in the dark. And uh, so I've I've taken everything. I'm not going to tell you all the things that need batteries that I'm taking with me, but anyway, (laughs) um, I guess some of them aren't going to be working now because of this bloody podcast. It's my podcast. That's it. uh, Some of my pleasures won't be happening. (laughs) (laughs) But I hate to think (laughs) you're already. I'm not already on your good list. We haven't watched the game once. I've known Ned all these years. All these years. And now I know why I've never been invited over, and I'll never be invited back. Never. And now I've ruined your African trip. That's it. I'll be lying on my back, going late late night. Yes, terrible. You have to go natural. (laughs) <laughs> That'll be the day. Nope. So now mm. I'm looking at your bag here. Is this yes. going to be it? You have one duffel bag for that's a three-week trip to three Africa? Three weeks. Because there's a weight that, limit. Oh, they have a weight limit. Yeah. Okay. I'm only allowed to take 30 pounds on, on Safari Link. I'm going on a medical mission, so I'm doing a charity thing. What does that mean? Uh, I don't really know. I don't know what I've signed up for. You don't even know what you signed up for. You just knew that it was good. It's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. You're giving back. To the community. Or, or maybe causing more problems. I'm not quite sure. I doubt that. I, I uh, doubt that. I don't know because now I'm out of batteries. I'm probably if it, useless and if, By the them. way, if they, if, they, if they get loud, yes. please don't say anything to them. Well, I hope they get loud because it'd be sort of you know, more musical than you're loud. <laughs> you know, they'll they be clap, chanting. They do things. clap a lot. Do you think? <laughs> of course they clap and drum. Oh, well, drumming's nice. Yes, exactly. You know, randomly sort of going, Ah, 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 <laughs> That's not so much fun. She even memorized what I said about Jeffrey and Foles. Mm. So and when you go there, you, it's kind of like uh, you're going to get together with a number of other people. Do you know the amount of people? Uh, there's eight of us, that's all. Um, eight. Do you know the other people? No. Oh, no. you don't? No, I don't. No. What a cool thing to do. I think so. Um, and you sign up for this? Yeah, just I was asked if I'd go. And, mm-hmm. uh, Who asked you? Um, at this point, uh, there's a girl that I met in Maine where we have a summer house, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, you know, I think you're the kind of person who could handle this trip. It's extremely remote. We're going to be no electricity. Um, you, uh, <laughs> she actually, okay, I'm going to tell you something I shouldn't tell you. Don't tell mm. Ned, all right? And okay. We'll and you've got a small audience, so this won't get And Ned's much, not right? one of them. Ned would never listen to me. No, and, and, and he doesn't pay any attention to me, so I think we'll cover. <laughs> but <laughs> she said, you know what you should do? This might be Ta- the best way to keep a secret. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> from Ned. <laughs> exactly. It's just so put it on national radio. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Good, good. Serious radio. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, she said, bring some Depends for nighttime because she says you're not going to want to leave your little tent. I'm sleeping on the floor in a tent oh. to go for a pee right. because of the spitting cobras. Oh, my God. Spitting cobras. I mean, I was worried about lion and stuff because she said y you, you'll have a headlamp. And if you go, because you have to go and dig in the ground and have a tittle. Um, but she said that you might disturb a spitting cobra and it'll go for your headlamp, which means it'll get you in the eyes. Oh, my God. You know, when you see these jungle movies, it's always about big game. Yeah. You never see Peter O'Toole going, look out for <laughs> those spitting cobras. <laughs> spitting cobras. <laughs> I went out for a tittle <laughs> and a spitting cobra <laughs> bit my cobra. <laughs> Can you come with me? At least you cheer it all up. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's not very cheery on this expedition you're going on. No, I don't is think it, so. Is it part uh, service and also part pleasure? You've never been to Africa before, I assume. No, I've not. Now, this uh, this part service, I'm going to do two weeks. We're doing eye operations in the field, which is setting up I hope you're not. You're not qualified <laughs> to do an eye operation. Shut up. I can see Skeppel. <laughs> So no, you're helping out. Helping out, unloading bring the, the water and, and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that supplies. We're, we're doing. Um, we're going to do about a thousand uh, nomads. People walk for days to come in when they hear from the Bush Telegraph that we're coming into town, and no, nobody ever goes out to these very, very remote places. Mm -hmm. So this will be uh, a first for all that. So I think it'll just be cool, you know. Um, I th I'm a bit of a West Side Brentwood Malibu kind of loser, right. and I just want to go and get. You call that tumble. a loser? Totally. A lot loser. of people would call that winning. But I, I think it's losing. Yeah. Get too cozy. You get too cozy. Mm. Uh, so that that means some losses, I guess. I uh, think it's a loss of um, kind of soul. Is that what you're saying? Totally. It's kind of. Yeah, I can understand what you. I mean don't by like that. being comfortable. I like being uncomfortable, and so right. I'm. I'm, I'm going to travel a long way to get really uncomfortable and get connected back to the earth and, and back to helping that, people. And what a great message, by the way. Our show is called Can I Help You? Is now it? That's not, yeah, and that's not me helping. That's you helping. It's a wonderful message that I think more people need to hear. I think you need to be uncomfortable because that's when you can have your transformation. Amen. When you, when you can't, uh, if you just, if there's like an obstacle in front of you and you go around it, you don't feel good about it. No. Think about the times in your life. Can you think about those times where you really felt victorious hmm. it's usually when there's a gigantic fear in front of it and you get over that fear absolutely what do you think of when you think of that i mean can you think of something back in your life where you just went oh wow i feel fantastic because i got over that hurdle over that wall oh many points in my life i think probably one of the biggest ones was deciding not to drink anymore um, oh, that's a big one. Yeah, just thinking, you know what, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Yeah. I've got a history of that and, and just thinking... Family history too? Yep, family history. And, and it affects uh, people. Yeah, and it's not a pretty sight. Right, and, you it, know, it affects people in an adverse way, and I think mm. that people, when they're drinking, don't realize that, right? Of course they don't, because, right. you know, you're, you're lit. You're not gonna and know. then you find other people that will enable that, either they'll join you, Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> well, my dad uh, absolutely worshipped him, but you know you've already ascertained that he was friends with Peter O'Toole and Olivier all and the Burton drunks. and all the drunks. So how about James Mason? Was he part of that? I don't remember James, but I remember oh, really? lots of bl I, blurry. I, oh no, I, I mean he was divine. Oh, I loved him. Divine. But I got to tell you, the day that <laughs> I oh yeah. hang on, you've got a James Mason. Right here we go. Here no, we go. Okay, let's I'm going to do two it. voices do today that no one else will know except for you. Go. He was in Lolita. Of course. Lolita, 
Hold still. I'm trying to do your nails. Give you a pedicure. Get away. Lolita. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're brilliant. You don't realize when I went to England, I don't know how to do an English accent. I'd have to imitate people. So I would order... I'd like some bangers and mash, please. I heard... Hello. How can you do I try to pick up women and go, would you like to dance? <laughs> I was very breathy. Oh, yeah, that is breathy. Very breathy when I would try to meet women in England. Oh, I, my but God. But I never fooled one. I go, oh, another one trying to do James Mason. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, so back to, the, back to the alcohol thing. I'm very familiar with it. I stopped myself. Oh, you did? A very long time ago. Oh, good yeah. for you. It made a big change. It was a big change in my life. Mm. And, and now what I realized in this time, and I'm not telling anyone out there who loves to drink, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, it was wrong for me. There you go. And I have found since that time that there's nothing a drink will ever add to anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing it will ever solve. Mm-hmm. It will not make me feel better. It has the illusion of making me feel more comfortable. But I've been much more comfortable in my own skin than I was getting out of my skin with alcohol or drugs. That is so well put. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's amazing all the things that have happened from being clear-headed. Yeah, that's so so true. I I never had like a a major problem with it, but I just it just I think I was going to have a major problem with mm-hmm. it. I mean, I never had a I never threw up, I never blacked out, I didn't do any of those things, but I just knew that there was a family history of that and I thought, you know, as I get older and older uh, and and I think as you head towards the sort of menopausal years and and all of that for women especially mm-hmm. Um, they start to feel obsolete and and less than and feel they're losing their looks and their viability. And, and I, I was thinking, oh, God, if all those things are coming towards me, I'm going to turn to the bottle. And I've seen this happen in my family. Yeah. I've got to get rid of that thing before You I headed it off me. at the pass. That's the way to you do it. You were saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna. And to. And you're pressing a refresh or a reboot, right? And go. that's what you're doing in your life is saying, I've done that already. Yes, like you're going to Africa right now. There you go. You've already done the drinking thing. There you go. So now you do the sobriety thing. It's, like, it's almost it. like your African expedition. Oh. It's it's another gigantic, that's why I asked you to begin with, is it's huh. a gigantic thing that's been part of your life since you're a little girl watching mm. watching the drunken actors yes, <laughs> on your exactly. balcony. Exactly. And now today you say, I'm an adult and I'm at this point in my life where I don't need that anymore. Don't need that. Yeah, you and saw what it did to people, a lot of them too. Well, of course, and I think anybody listening, you know, the, the, the thing I found when I decided, hey, you know what, I'm not going to drink anymore. I found so many of my friends couldn't, were so happy that I'd made that decision, not because of me, but because they wanted to make that decision too. Really? Yes, and I think many people listening to this, you know, maybe will have an influence. Maybe somebody will go, you know what, I've been thinking about that. Maybe I'll just give it a go. You yeah. know, just give it. Give it a week, give it a day, give it an hour. Whatever. And all it takes is one minute at a time. They, they always say one day saying. at a time. Sometimes it's literally one nanosecond at a time because yeah. you just need something to escape. Your, you know, you have some anxiety, some mm-hmm. doubt, some worry, some fear that's really present. Mm-hmm. And then to get other tools, what do you do when those moments come up, those obsessions, or you want to do something that's going to lead you down a path of the loser? <laughs> of course. What do you do at that moment to reframe it, to reset it, to go in a different direction? Well, I think the for me and, and for a lot of people, you know, 
They say that the disease of alcoholism is in between your ears, and I've just got like a super hyperactive mind. I'm mm. not saying that I've got a great brain. I've got a no, you do. Mind. You do. I can, I can attest to that. You <laughs> oh, thank you very much. And that's from the guy with Asperger's. But anyway. <laughs> hey, they say Asperger's are You're geniuses. You're brilliant. Yes. That's what I mean. That was a compliment. That's what they say. Okay, Indeed. so one genius to another. Uh, thank you. One of us might we'll have Asperger's. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's all going, you know, in between my ears, sort of gargling around and going mad. So I've just kind of got to block out all that stuff. And, and for me, that's either going for a walk, a hike. It's keeping busy. Um, putting on music so mm. that I stop listening to me and I'll, j I'll just put on music That's like very really loud. Very good point. Yeah. Your head is a bad neighborhood. You don't go in alone. <laughs> so even if you're filling it with music. Say that again. Say that again. Your like head that. is a bad neighborhood. You don't go in alone. Brilliant. So a bad neighborhood, you're going, oh my God, I've got to have something to help me. So it's go. music or, or mother nature. Love that's it. Uh, you're connected with Mother Nature. That's yep. that's something. Takes you out of yourself. That takes you out of yourself and actually into yourself. The irony is you you're go. out of yourself to get into yourself. I find the more I do get deeper into this higher source that exists within me, mm. that's where the true connection takes place. That's where the that's where the beauty is. Yes. It's like getting rid of the voices that have programmed me for all of those years. I've been programmed to think certain things. That will get me out of this. This will get me through this. This is how I'll deal with this. And it's, it's like connecting with that, the light, the essence, the source, the soul, the God, whatever you want to call it, that's when you can have other beautiful things take place that you never had dreamt of before. Have you, found that you have you found that to be the case totally. since you put down the bottle? Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously it's wonderful out there that there are things like rehabs and programs and stuff for people who've probably got, you know, who are very thick and deep into into issues that need addressing in mm -hmm. a different way. But I think for anybody listening who, who believes that they're on the edge of a problem, this way that you and I are talking about can definitely work. Right, you yeah. Know, you don't have to go. I mean, if you've been putting needles in your arm, that's a different level of, of uh, addiction. But I think if you just, you can connect. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way. Just just music or, or going out into nature or, or, as you say, just connect with something else. Have to have something else there besides this outside influence of drugs, alcohol. Yes. It could be other things. It could be raging. It could be. Yes. There are a lot of ways that we deal with our feelings and our emotions and mm -hmm. our stuff and our healthy ways and their unhealthy ways. So it's retraining our brain into something healthy. Mm -hmm. That's what I was asking you. What's your replacement for the urge? Yes. And we have to have those. We have to build those in because we've already built the system up of, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm, I'm with a group of people. I'm having anxiety right now. Right. I better have a drink to right. blend in with them, even if it's to blend in. It's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about that. Would you like some more wine? Oh, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's every, of course. It's, it's socially acceptable. And, and it is fine if, if you are doing it. If you do drink, I mean, I have no judgment. That's the funny thing about uh, your husband has always been this way. Mm. I'm sure you're, and when I say this, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's one of those guys that doesn't get it. <clears throat> like <laughs> he doesn't get, he thinks if he, if he drinks around you, he has to ask for permission. Yes. He thinks you're going to go, ah, oh my God, alcohol. <laughs> I can't be around it. <laughs> Sound like Jim Dignitowski. There's another old alcohol. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he, he's one of those, he'll check. He actually texted me. Oh, no, how uh, Am I allowed to offer your son a beer? Oh, <laughs> he's how like, cute. He's, Oh, yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's Ned. Oh, bless him, yes. Yeah, well, a lot of people are that way. They think that, uh, you know, they, 
they they like take they on some into a guilt vampire or something. Yeah, yeah like, like that. It's like, no. no, drink no. away. It's not. Yes. It's not your issue. Hopefully, no, exactly. It, exactly. It's mine, and I've been around it. You know, all these years later, decades later, I've been around it constantly. I'm in nightclubs yeah. all the time. Well, of course you are. Yeah, and I get through it each well, and every and time. And you know, I don't. Uh, I've got alcohol in the house. I've never said to anybody, "You can't have a bar in the house." Forget it. That's just. Right. Um, but another thing I also find that helps, um, and that's why I'm going to Africa tomorrow to do stuff for other people. And yes, you don't have to go to Africa to do. The, the need around you is great mm -hmm. all the time. And that's why I'm saying about, you know, because we live in L.A., I, I, I find a lot of the L.A. stuff um, is about, or in fact in America or in the Western world, trying to keep up with other people. So we yeah. often feel less than because right. we're thinking like, oh, I don't have an Audi or I don't have this mm -hmm. outfit or I don't have, I don't have. And so we're always feeling like we're in competition with other people or ourselves or keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. Yeah. And another way to get out of your own way or to, to make yourself a happier person is to help somebody else. And whichever town you live in in America, is it won't, it, you won't have to look very far to find somebody no. that you can help, so it could be you could be living with them. You could be living. Uh, ain't that the truth? Be of service. Be of service, you and know. you can do that. Go and volunteer at a at your local animal shelter. You know, go, go talk to somebody. Just smile at somebody. Go to the supermarket yeah. and and be pleasant. Open a door for someone, even the tiniest little things. Yeah, shine your light open. into their darkness. Bam. And I, I think it's a uh, you know something we can do so easily. It's so. Mm -hmm readily available and it doesn't have to be the big lightning bolt things it doesn't have to be no. you know you're going to open up a mission you know no you could just you know go down the street go next door there are people that next are door. sick everywhere yes. of physical emotional spiritual sickness exists everywhere you turn and, and can you imagine how wonderful this place would be if we all just decided to do a little thing for someone else. Exactly. No, even uh, just a smile or, you know, when, when you're out in the countryside in America and in, in, in suburban areas, you're driving along, as I say, we, we summer in Maine and everybody waves to each other and we don't know each other, but you just wave when you're driving by in a yeah. car. It's what people acknowledge other people. So it's that kind of thing of just acknowledge other people's existence. Right. Stop staying in your little shell and step out a little bit in maine though you just hope that they don't speak it's a fucked up accent <laughs> oh stop it <laughs> that hurts from a guy from philadelphia good lord <laughs> would just you like some water keep it keep it at a silent wave <laughs> they have a terrible accent in oh maine. they're adorable and they have oh, the best food on the planet are you near booth bay harbor well, I don't I know, know what you're you further just up. said. <laughs> Booth Bay Harbor oh, is Booth what I Bay said. Booth Bay Harbor, darling. And then you go up further, though. You go up yes. north. North, yes. And this North is a place Harbor. that your husband, Ned, mm. went as a child. So he brings you there and has yes. kind of trained you to be... I object to the word trained. Okay, you can't what, train what's word, me. What's word? What's <laughs> I know. Boy, you and are. sit. <laughs> Stay. Karen, See how you, you heard that? What was it? acclimated you assimilated you what word am i looking for i've um, done it with my wife she's a jersey shore chick now. she is although oh, she does she's not that into it no she's no. she she likes what it does for the kids the right. kids all love it yeah do your kids all love that they they live in california same with mine and right. we go all the way back east for our vacations it's wonderful it's the best it so you do enjoy it and oh, they, yes, and they, they like it, it too they've yes, always yes, loved yes. maine and they've learned to love it the they water's too it. cold come to jersey <laughs> Come yeah. join us in Jersey. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so warm there. It is. They have the Gulf Stream, and it, the Gulf Stream makes a right over to over towards England, right at New Jersey, like Montauk. Yeah, that's what it comes up from the Gulf, and it's warm water. Whole hmm. different lobsters. 
But the reason you have those lobsters right. up there is because they're tough. They're like, I'm in the cold water here. You know, hey, <laughs> you cacksucker. <laughs> you know, that's how they talk over there. You yeah. to say that word on the I air. can say anything I want. It's a podcast. Oh, oh true. I true, know you're true. so used to radio. So am I. I think I've cursed more on this one than I ever have. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah you brought out the, the salty in me. <laughs> It's, it's once you brought up Peter O'Toole. Well, that was it. It was all over. Yeah, it's all over. But, uh, yeah, they have the Gulf Stream, and it goes, like, to Jersey. So they have, like, 76-degree temperatures in no the way. summer. 75. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. I'll go in that water. I am not going in that oh, damn no, water. Oh, no, men will die. It's, it's Awful. you know, Titanic, you know, once more open the door yeah. kind of stuff. My ex-wife tried it. She was trained. I'm sorry. What's the word I'm looking for? She <laughs> went there as a kid. She went there as a kid. What's that mean? She was um, she was taught to or traditional. She was yeah, yeah something like you know what um, I'm looking for. She was brought up there. Up yeah, she was brought up with Maine, yes. a Gunkwit, Maine. Okay. And beautiful little community, but I was miserable. I uh, hate it because I can't go on the water. I'm, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's a shame. But um, we have a boat there, and I like being on the boat, being on the water. So I'm not quite thrilled about getting in it because I've seen what they pull out of that water. Mm. There's some big MF shark things that oh, they yeah. bring. Big, big, right. big, big. And they're all tough up there. They have to yeah. be tough because it's really cool. But they're cool people. I love Mainers. I do too. They're yeah. so fun. It's back to that like real people, salt of the earth kind of real they are. stuff. They're much more fun. You know, frankly, there's so many people in LA, you just, you know, you could blow them all up and nobody would miss them. There's just, there's vacuousness. Do you yeah, okay, I've heard this many times and I, I always object to it, to tell mm. you the truth. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, my son is that way. I gotta get out. And he goes to school in Pen Pennsylvania. Ah. He always wanted out of Los Angeles. I think California has this bad mass reputation. Mm. When you think about it, though, where does where does progress take place? Where do other values are, are start here, like even, mm. you know, trends like rollerblading or getting in shape or all of those start yeah. here. Aerobics, that all starts here. I'm mean, giving silly ones, but there are also, you know, cleaning, cleaning up the environment started here. That's true. They used to have horrible pollution when I yeah. was first here. You could literally see. Oh, the yellow sky. The yellow it. sky. Remember that? And I it's do. gone now because someone had the guts to stop it. That's Anti-smoking indoors started yes. here. Recycling. So, recycling. Mm -hmm. So all of these airy fairy things that people go, ah, California. Hey, you could no, thank those, California those for making these transitions and transcendence. It, this is where it starts because yes. the kooks, they used to say granola. It's like a granola, you know. It's uh -huh. like all the flakes, nuts, and fruits, <laughs> and, and everything is it's here. So there's that part to embrace, and then you have the phony people. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's to whom I'm referring, really, the phony But you find, find the others. If except for my volume, you should find me more. We should, <laughs> we should hang more. I will n I'm now sensitive to it. Okay, good. I will never be loud again. Thank you so much. Or, or maybe I just could borrow these headphones you've loaned me right now. I could keep them on as a permanent <laughs> fixture when you come over. Whenever I watch a game. It's that's only it. when I watch a game. Really? You're not oh, loud I'm ordinarily? I'm not watching... Uh, I'm <laughs> Watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Go, no. no, Larry! Oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I could watch any other show with you. I will not have that kind of passion. All right, well, then, good. Please come back. And by the way, it'll be a whole year Why? now that the Eagles will be in the playoffs no, no, again. No, no, no. Okay, you are so, making idle promises that you cannot possibly, a pie crust promise, because you Philadelphians, then you've got the bloody Phillies, then you've got the 
flying people, and then you've got the <laughs> seventy-sixing people, and there's there's something going on all. Yeah, well that is true, but it's not as passionate as the Eagles. It's a whole so other. So you say football. until the other season starts, and then that's as no. Not only starts, and we're not that bad in the beginning of the year. It's when it's just intense playoff atmosphere. Yeah, and you grew up in England with uh, soccer, I assume? Yes, I'm a Chelsea fan, big oh, Chelsea you, fan. Oh, Chelsea, okay. Yeah, so I can scream. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> By the way, they're they're pretty nasty over there. You go to those yeah. games. Oh, I, mean, I do. That's, that's really, I'm going in two Saturdays. They wander into racism, too. It's pretty bad there. Um, Have, are you not aware of that? Or no, is that I Manchester? Oh, possibly. I'm, no, Chelsea's quite well-behaved, really. Oh, they are? Yeah, not bad. I always assume that soccer, it's kind of like the mass label we put on california i do that oh, with okay. england with soccer because <laughs> you right. see all these yeah, well, could you do that like peter o'toole though because how do how would peter think about soccer i went to a game and it <laughs> broke out into a riot and i loved it <laughs> give me another martini <laughs> oh that's what he drank but uh <laughs> he drank anything so right i'm sure yeah uh, i did too that was what i when I was a kid, and I just drank whatever was available. So we used to just combine booze that we stole from babysitting jobs. Oh, my God. And really? we would go, yeah, we were teenage babysitters. I, they never hired me, but I would, like, visit <laughs> some girl that would be babysitting, and we or my friend, and you steal the liquor out of the cabinet. Oh, my God. And you God. get a mason jar or something like that, and a you James fill it mason up. Jar? Oh, I filled <laughs> it up with vermouth and whiskey, <laughs> bourbon, <laughs> scotch. Hello. <laughs> and we drank it was called weasel piss <laughs> that's what we called it weasel piss weasel piss yeah we just drank it down it was all about getting drunk so you brought <laughs> you were brought up there and you started acting at a very early age and yes. we would know you from mary poppins this is true and you were the little girl in mary poppins jane banks jane banks yeah yeah, that was lucky. Were you offered that or auditioned that part? Um, I was offered that because the first film I did for Disney was called The Three Lives of Thomasina. And oh, you did uh, Thomasina too. Yeah, okay. that was my uh, pussy movie. It was about <laughs> me and a cat. And uh, Some woman that's afraid to watch nudity on <laughs> Game of Thrones is now throwing out pussy. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing it out of me. But um, So, yeah, I did that one when I was six, and then um, Walt offered me Mary Poppins. And Who uh, offered it to you? Uncle Walt. He was Uncle Walt Disney. This is yeah, crazy. I know. Walt Disney's him. like. He's Uncle Walt. Charles Lawton is your godfather. <laughs> Uncle Walt, you call them? Yes, and Peter O'Toole would be drunk at the foot of my stairs. It's uh, been a crazy ride. I can't do a Walt Disney impression. I don't but think I many people could. I can't ask you, hi, wonderful world of Disney. <laughs> no, that's not bad. So he, um, I got the impression, this is a really stupid personal question, but now that we have the inside poop, <laughs> Did he stink like cigarettes, or just you didn't notice back then? Uh, everybody stunk like exactly. Cigarettes. You could, you now you notice. could you could smell a mile away. If anyone yes. ever smoked in a house, yeah, I saw it one time. I walked into a house in the last few years, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> but everywhere had it everywhere. back then. You bought, you made ashtrays for people in art class. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> right. Every every house had ashtrays all over the house. And Walt smoked a lot, but um, he did. Yeah. And died from it, bless him. Have you been to Disneyland? You've been there, right? Yes. Do you get, like, the carte blanche when you go there? Do well, they say yeah, they very kindly give me, you know, that pass every year. They do? Yeah, the With the laminate. tour? Well, they, no, they give me a, like, it's like a 
card, the credit card pass thing oh, that I get to go. You need go. to go on the major, like with the, when they give you a personal guide. Oh, well, they've done that, but actually, I find that boring. Oh no, it's the yes. best. No, I hate it. Oh, I like, and they they say oh, move over. Oh, they're so perky. You go. Oh, they're way perky. Oh, I had oh, a guy. I had, it gives you a headache. I had a guy. He was he was beyond perky. He was flamboyant. Well, hello. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's flamboyant. Tinkerbell. It, yeah. Oh, he was Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. And he's given us a tour, and they're very proud of Disneyland. Beyond. And I, you know me, I'm like Mr. Mr. Like get things out of people. Yes, so you if are. you if you look at the statue, the KGB actually. Have you ever seen the statue of Walt Disney? Yes. there greeting people. If you look at the side, there's a side view. I am so immature when I tell you this. There's a side view, and Mickey is next to him. Mm -hmm. Mickey's nose looks like his penis. Oh. If good. You, I have good side, I have side shots of it. Okay. <laughs> Where you he take, would. there's Walt waving, you know, the statue, right. and there is, and it looks like he has a hard on, <laughs> because Mickey's nose looks like a hard on with a little a ball on the end, like oh, he's circumcised. God. Okay. So That's anyway, special. I thought everyone knew this. Yes. So this cast member, they call them cast members, right. giving the tour, and I go, uh, hey, uh, you know what's going on with the statue, right? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go, you know, a little secret. Something he's gonna laugh with me because. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. And I said, and I said, and I said uh, no, come on. There's a little secret. It's between you and me. You, you know what it is, right? And he goes, oh, yes, there is. <gasps> Walt smoked. <laughs> 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 and that was, he thought that was what I was talking about. He didn't know. Oh but by the way, God. when I told him, uh, it was not good. My kids were so embarrassed. They oh said, God. Dad, what's wrong with oh, you? Yeah, what's wrong with if you, If I would have known back then, I have Asperger's. <laughs> I could have gotten away. I could get away with anything with anything this damn thing. Anything now. So, um, so you, do, you did Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. And did you know that it was going to be a hit at the time, or were you just I not aware? I got an idea. I yeah. Because, uh, you know, if you've seen, um, uh, what's it called, Saving Mr. Banks, um, I learned so much watching that film with, with Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney. Um, you know, it took him 20 years to get the rights to mm -hmm. Mary Poppins. So he, it was his baby. So by the time it came to being filmed, he was like behind the camera most days. Really? Uh, yeah, he put he a lot there. into that film. He absolutely They did things did. artistically that were ne was had never been done before, yeah. right? I mean, cartoon animals, animated animals um, with humans. Right. That kind of interaction had never been done. It was like the first CGI almost. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Precisely. And then, uh, so how are you doing it back then? Just give us the inside poop on that. I mean, are you, th what's there that you're dancing with? What uh, are they saying? Exactly imagine this. Yeah, no, they were. But what was there, because it was, you know, the, the 60s, like 64, was short, fat, sweaty, cigar-chewing <laughs> men, executives, being told by Uncle Walt, Okay, so run over there. <laughs> pretend you're a penguin. Hold that. Now, pretend you're a penguin. Okay, now run faster. Fine, go, go to the left. Go to the right. Jump up, up and down. And so you've got these guys in, in short sleeve shirts, pouring sweat with ties, because everybody wore a tie to work, even if it, they were wearing short sleeve thing. But okay, now you're a horse. You're a horse. Pretend you're a horse. I mean, it was basically executive abuse. But um, <laughs> so it was hysterical as a child having to react. Were, to they, were they little people? No, 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 no. They were just, in my mind, they were just short, fat executive types. Um, and they just said, run over here. And they were they were the penguins, basically. They were penguins, or in the supercalifragilistic scene, they were mm. the horses or the, or the, the um, uh, whatever was so going So you had an eye line, basically. An eye line, but, so really, it was, it was some, some cigar-chewing guy. Yes. And, and then he turns into a horse in the movie. Exactly. must have fascinated you when you're a little kid watching this movie going, 
that, where's that little you know, fat that, guy? Yeah, where's Marv? <laughs> where's Marv? He's now a beautiful horse. <laughs> exactly. That must have been crazy to see that. It was very strange because a lot of the time, Matthew Garber, my, um, the, my brother in the thing, Michael Banks, he and I were just pissing ourselves, laughing, and we, we'd have to cut and do it again. Mm. And, of course, um, Dick Van Dyke, who's just like the funniest guy on the planet, he was, he was always breaking character and just, you know, um, saying terrible things about these guys bouncing around pretending they were goats or whatever and <laughs> really, really and, and inferring that the goat and the horse were doing terrible things and we were just laughing our heads off. So uh, the director was getting very mad at us. Um, did Dick Van Dyke uh, come out of his accent uh, often or did or did he stay in character? <laughs> out of his American accent? <laughs> you know, yeah. well, I know. Yeah, I, all of a sudden he says, I don't know. He's got yeah, that, that uh, Cockney accent. Bless him. It wasn't the best, was it? No, no, no. And he'd be the first to admit it. Oh, Not he at the does. Time, okay. Yeah, no, he's very aware that it was awful. But, oh, he um, did. He was aware, but he was such a big star and such a great dancer and such a likable actor that they just really cared. they didn't really care that no. he was awful at the end. And it's, of course, Americans don't know the difference they didn't anyway. Know the difference. It was even I did. Yeah. Even, <laughs> <laughs> even when I was a kid, I'm going, "This is terrible. This is sucks." He's no Andy <laughs> Cap. <laughs> but yeah, it, but it was still it was obviously a hit movie. And working with her, so here's the here's the biggest difference, and I know you're going to agree with this. I could not believe when I saw this movie this year. Mm -hmm. I watched with my family, and I could not believe the difference in Mary Poppins in the portrayal of Mary Poppins. Right. Well, two things happened. One was she, uh, Emily Mortimer, looks like you. <laughs> she looks like a grown you. She like does, that she? was the best casting. I'm going, oh my god. I know. Oh my god! And to do a double take, and that's uh, literally you grown up. It's uh, crazy. It's that so was fun. great casting, but I, I, everyone's going crazy for um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, but yeah. I get it now that I talk to someone. She played her like um, snarky, very and, austere. Yeah. yeah, but now that I think of it, that is the true character. It's it's Julie Andrews who wasn't accurate. Well, she's uh, Emily Blunt plays her very true to P.L. Travers books exactly. for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, very true rendition, and I, you know, I talked to Emily Blunt about her interpretation when we were filming, because you know, I'm in, I'm in the film. Um, I have a tiny, what they call an Easter egg, little placement mm -hmm. in it, because obviously I can't play me. I'm too old to play Jane Banks now, and Emily Mortimer plays my role fantastically. I mean, I'm pleased to see she I grew up wonderful. to be such yeah. a great actress. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Couldn't be more thrilled. And Emily was div Emily Mortimer was divine. Yeah. She was so sweet She's to me. Great. And uh, oh, wow. uh, it's so lovely when I was on the set in, at Shepperton Studios. And uh, Oh, you, they flew um, you to England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, for just uh, one day? Yeah, well, a couple of days, but um, wow. just uh, just so sweet. And uh, they were also welcoming me. I was, I was treated like some kind of um, oracle. You know, they wanted to know what I thought of the of Cherry Tree Lane that they recreated, mm. and and you know, everybody was giving me a big round of applause when I showed. What did up you think of Cherry Tree Lane? I thought it was pretty accurate. It I was thought the huge. set, I thought the set design was pretty damn unbelievable. remarkable. Right? Unbelievable. Yeah. And Sandy Powell's costumes were unbelievable, and Rob Marshall. Oh my God! You know, the nicest guy on the planet. Wow! Was. I'm glad the to hear that. Guy. You're always happy to hear if these directors are. Are, are good people along with our uh, great artists because sensational man. he's obviously a great artist and 
I thought that they held true to the original movie in the style and even in the yes. music. The, the music that I think one of the Sherman brothers actually advised on these songs as well. Richard, yeah, who's an old Mason man. I've known Richard forever. I had, we had Ned and I had dinner with him last week. Oh, really? Uh, Did yeah. you know his, his brother as well? Uh, Robert, yes. I mean, he died a while ago. Right. We wanted to ask great friends. So it wasn't as great friends with I'm Robert. friends with his son. Yeah, which one? Jeff? Uh, Jeff, Jeff. And who, who wrote. Obviously, you saw yeah. the documentary, right? Have you ever yes. seen oh, you, that documentary? You haven't seen the one with your dad, but you saw the one of Jeff's dad. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's called For the Boys, I think, something I like that. I was in it, actually. They interviewed me for Oh, they it. did? For yeah, that yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the Sherman Brothers wrote all the music. But this music really did have a feel. Right. Of uh, Mark Scheinman did a great job. And, oh, is that who know, did it? Yes, no, and he, he's, well, he's uh, nominated genius. for Oscars and BAFTAs and all the rest of it. But he was a... Uh, and the, I, I just can't tell you, this is the nicest company. I c you, you know, I was when they asked me to go and be part of it a little bit, just do a tiny little thing, and they, they wrote me a, a ni tiny little lovely part, and I was worried about going back. And um, But the welcoming was so lovely, and every single person was a joy from beginning to end. You know, um, Ben Wishaw, who plays Michael mm. Banks, who yeah. I absolutely adore, and... Uh, um, Oh, the love of my life, sorry, Ned Nall, is, is <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, Who is right. the most superhumanly cool uh, you person. You can tell. Uh, he's got talent, but he's yes. got that great character. He yep. is truly, like, you can you can really feel it, it through oozes. his, it oozes out of him. And he's Certain, just real, Craig. Uh, and just he real. lives in California, you see, yes. you can find those gems. Well, that's true. It doesn't matter where you live. There are those people. That's you're who. Right. It's who you resonate with, who you connect with. Yes, you're right. As long as they don't clap loud, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just you have to you, you find find those people. What? Uh, one last question, because yes. I know you have to go pack. What was it like working with Ed Wynn? Oh my gosh, Ed Wynn. That scene when I was a little, I watched him when I was a little kid. You know, it's one of the first movies I ever saw. Huh. And when he does everything upside down and yeah, everything. Uncle Albert. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I, maybe I'll try an Ed Wynn on you. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Open I'm, the doors. I'm, Unlock I'm the doors. All, I'm pulling them all out. <laughs> what did you say? Make them laugh? Yes. Make them laugh, you know. Look who's over here. Oh, We're here with Karen Dotrith, you know. Oh, oh my God. Is that good? That is incredible. You actually, I didn't know you were this talented. I always <laughs> thought it was a little suspect. <laughs> Oh, you made me snort again. Oh no, I'm depressed. That's two that I'm I must a little really like look, you. we're reverse depressing because <laughs> I didn't I thought you knew I was talented. You've come to my shows before. I have, which is and why you, I would And you tell me you laugh like crazy. Are you do lying laugh to me until no. just now that I no. pull out my every old impression <laughs> of people that only you know who I'm doing? I know, but I didn't know you were multifarious in that way. I really? had no clue that the talent went on and on and on. I thought it was just sort of, you know, one note. I'm adding it to my bio, multifarious. Look at him, you know. He's pulling out impressions that nobody cares about, you know. <laughs> I'm here with her 50 years later trying to bring back something. <laughs> Oh God! I want my batteries back. Make them, <laughs> make them. La I will give your batteries yeah, back. By the way, I don't need up. your batteries anymore. I, these are loner batteries. Okay, loner batteries. I'm, I'm giving your batteries. Them to you. No, I don't want the gift. No, because I, I have no other use for them. I'm a male. I don't, I don't really go that way. <laughs> but um, what a pleasure this was. Uh, let's do a sequel. Okay. And the sequel will be you coming back from Africa. We'll do that mm -hmm. as a tease. When you come back from Africa, you're going to tell us what it was like Ooh. helping people. 
Um, you know, you're there for eye surgeries. I can't imagine how that's going to go because you have no experience whatsoever. None whatsoever. Yeah, I love that these kids are going to, they need their eyes worked on. Yes. And they're going to go, what's your background? I was in Mary Poppins. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, it gets worse. The last four days, I'm going to Nairobi to do open heart surgery on children. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, I love that you're going to do that. That's, oh, yeah. that's, okay. Well, it's the royal we, darling, and the queen and I. Well, listen, going. if they have a problem, you mm. can always sing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is really quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough. You're really quite precocious. Expialidocious. That's awesome. I love that you don't know the words of your song that you've made your career. A real pleasure, Karen Dotrice. Can we find you on Instagram or anything like that? Yes, what a, uh, my name, Karen Dotrice. Oh, I love um, that. Instagram okay. Instagram or Karen Dotrice Facebook. Oh, nobody snagged that, huh? <laughs> Except for you. <laughs> Who'd want it? Well, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And um, listen, you. folks, if you're out there, rate us on. Uh, give us a good rating, uh, like a five star. You know, look, it's not going to do. It's not going to harm you. Yeah, you know, to just go one up a one, two up a star. It's just it's the same press. You know, you're not going to get it carpal is. tunnel syndrome for making it a five <laughs> over a one. Don't give me a one. Give me a good rate and spread the word with people. Tell, you know, say, hey, I heard this great podcast. I heard Karen Dotrice, the little girl from Mary Poppins yeah. and Thomasina. And uh, uh, tell people. Game of Thrones daughter. Game of Thrones daughter <laughs> that she's never even seen because her dad is nude. I mean, listen, how many other places can you hear this stuff? Um, we hope you enjoy today's uh, uh, Dr. Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? And we hope that we helped you today, and we'll see you next time. Laughterheals.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws. It raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertising, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.